The Medical Alley podcast is brought to you by MentorMate. Custom software needs vary significantly, whether you're powering a medical device, overhauling your backend architecture, or reimagining your patient experience, MentorMate can help. Harnessing the technical excellence of Bulgaria, MentorMate provides end-to-end software services in all sectors of healthcare. With deep expertise in design, development, cloud, and software support, MentorMate helps healthcare clients administer world-class care through technology. Learn more at MentorMate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone out there in Medical Alley. Thank you for joining us on another Medical Alley podcast. We have a fantastic discussion coming up on something that's critically important to the world and is a a growing part of the Medical Alley ecosystem, the biopharmaceutical industry, particularly the cell and gene therapy industry. And I'm so pleased to be joined today by Josh Ludwig from Scale Ready. Josh, for our audience out there, could you just introduce yourself quickly and then give us a quick intro to what is Scale Ready? Yeah. Hi, Frank. And thank you so much for inviting me and, and Scale Ready onto the podcast. Super excited um, and, and happy to, uh, to provide some information to the listeners. Uh, so my name again, Josh Ludwig. I am the Global Director of Commercial Operations here at Scale Ready. And Scale Ready is actually a joint venture effort uh, between three companies. So Biotechni, uh, Fresenius Kabi, and Wilson Wolf. So two of those are uh, medical alley companies here in, in Minnesota. And uh, we are actually headquartered at uh, the Wilson Wolf Manufacturing Facility here in St. Paul, Minnesota. Scale ready, just uh, kind of highlighting, you touched on it, Frank, but uh, we're in the exciting cell and gene therapy field. And really what we aim to do is, is revolutionize cell therapy manufacturing really by way of our mission, which is to make the business of cell and gene therapy practical and viable. And we simply do that by providing, you know, best-in-class tools and technologies and, and technical support to our customer base. You know, it's something I, I've learned over the years about this space, the manufacturing side of cell and gene therapy um, is really a critical part of the industry. R&D matters, don't get me wrong, but it seems like this is a space that uniquely the manufacturing technologies are critical to getting the therapies to patients, driving the costs down. Could you talk just a little bit about like how important is the manufacturing capability? To put that simply, it's, it, it's really everything, Frank. It's the future of cell and gene therapy manufacturing or just the field. It, it's fully reliant on advancing manufacturing technology. You know, it's kind of going back to, you know, a lot of the the folks within our ecosystem and, and biotechnology and, and engineers, Wilson Wolf, they can certainly attest to the, the antibody product, you know, the big monoclonal antibody boom of the late 70s and how it took simplifying the manufacturing and being able to scale that to actually develop a really robust um, uh, market. And that's what most of these folks see happening today. And Ultimately, the existing manufacturing solutions that that people have been working with or or stuck with for for you know a decade or two while this field was in its infancy, they're they're too complex. They take up too much physical space, and they're really labor intensive to to really be considered commercially viable. They're they're just not. And and we do see this now with you know the average cost of these first gen 
CAR T therapies that have hit the market are in the $400,000 to $500,000 per patient treatment range. And ultimately that comes down to the manufacturing, you know, issues. So kind of jumping off from there a little further, I, I would say that, um, you know, in, in theory, some of these manufacturing solutions that are out there are, are cool, quite unique, uh, kind of, you know, engineering marvels, but they're not scalable. And, and that's really what we're here to talk about. Because uh, because ultimately, if you're tying one patient production run, and we can, we can get into this, but the, you know, they call it autologous cell therapy manufacturing. If you have one very expensive piece of equipment that's tied up for this two week uh, production time, trying to get to a thousand patients, all of a sudden your facility is massive. The capital equipment investment is huge. And you really, depending on the pieces that a therapeutic developer chooses early on in terms of what they're going to use to manufacture, they could be at a 50 fold or, or hundred fold or more disadvantage in terms of efficiency. It's incredible. And, and I got to say, just as an aside, it, it seems like the thing the medical alley community does over and over again is this. It's not only invention, but it's then scaling it up so that it can become something that benefits people around the world, right? Making one therapy, that's a good thing. Being able to do it for 2,000 patients, it's a much better thing. And you started talking a little bit about you know, autologous therapy. Could you maybe just for some of our listeners who aren't as familiar with the space, what, what is this cell therapy? Um, what, how, how is it different from your monoclonal antibodies or the broader pharmaceutical industry? Yeah, awesome question. Um, you know, I like to I like to look at it from a high level first. And, and ultimately, we talk about four pillars of cancer therapy with this new, you know, immunotherapy or, or cellular therapy being the fourth pillar. Mm -hmm. So backing up, you know, there's, there's been generally three ways to, to attack cancer treatments, um, you know, essentially cutting it out by way of surgery, first pillar, uh, and then radiation therapy, and, and eventually uh, chemotherapy, which has become standard of care for a lot of therapies. More recently, we've seen some, some really interesting, you know, antibody efforts on the immunotherapy side. But ultimately, this, this fourth pillar really is that antibody. It's, well, it's, it's really anything to do with empowering the patient's own immune system to combat the cancer, as opposed to some sort of medical intervention that's going to also damage healthy tissue. So, what we're suggesting is, and what research has found over, over the decades is, is, you know, cancer is really good at evading the immune system from eradicating it by way of smoke screens or, you know, confusing the immune system or just looking like healthy tissue. And the, the theory was, could we pull out uh, healthy cells or, you know, from a donor or directly from the cancer patient? basically grow those cells in a lab to billions of cells, train them to combat and, and target cancers that are being evaded. And sometimes that's by way of a genetic modification. And then we actually administer that back to the patient as a living drug. So that is cell therapy in a whole. And it can be, you know, it can be used to treat many life-threatening issues. Obviously cancer we're talking about, but autoimmune diseases and, and, and other infectious diseases as well. Ah, very interesting. And it, it makes sense then why the manufacturing process is so important. If, 
if I need to collect cells from a patient, process them, and then reinfuse them, I can't have my equipment tied up on one patient for, as you say, like two weeks at a time and expect to be able to treat hundreds or thousands of patients. Yeah, that's just not a, a method that could work at the scale of some of these diseases. And that's where we come in. Exactly right. So, you know, at Scale Ready, we're addressing this longstanding need for a truly scalable and practical solution. So, you know, again, we're actually focused, you know, to make it clear, we have a platform that is so simple and so scalable that we actually are confident it's the best tool from discovery all the way through process development into a commercialized process. Critically, critically, the same tools from the early bench can be used at commercial scale, just at a larger scale, but it's the same tools, the same environment that the cells are being grown and, and produced in, meaning that the biology of the cell isn't going to yeah. fundamentally change as you scale your manufacturing. So oh, wow. it's, it's, it's really, you know, our core philosophy is simplify, simplify the cell culture piece first, eliminate as much, uh, you know, as, as much of the interventions as possible, and then really automate what's left of those interventions. And fundamentally, that is different than the way other tool providers have been trying to attack this problem in the space. So that's why we feel uniquely positioned to actually deliver on the promise of, of cell and gene therapy. Yeah, no, it, it makes a ton of sense. If I can use the same tools, techniques, processes, my risk is going to be less. My cost is going to be less. My time frame is going to be less. I'm going to have a higher probability of actually bringing a therapy to market that benefits patients. Uh, that's pretty darn amazing. And you, you touched on this a little bit, but we've heard a lot about the immune system, stimulating the immune system as we've gone through the pandemic, the amazing technologies that have come out of like the mRNA vaccination programs. I, I'm just curious. Has the pandemic meant any changes for Scale Ready's business or business opportunity? How's how has it impacted what you guys are doing? Yeah, uh, obviously we've all been impacted personally, professionally. It's it's been a uh, you know two years of of constantly challenging your assumptions and and you know trying to get better. Uh, it certainly applies to our industry and companies as well. I would say many suppliers of critical or, or honestly, even basic reagents or lab supplies, you know, even uh, groups struggling to get pipette tips to continue their research. I mean, that's been an issue. Uh, it's, it's been difficult to keep up with the industry needs with so many, you know, pulls on the, on the supply chain. Now, the, the good news, at least from our standpoint, uh, you know, looking, you know, looking for a positive throughout all this, we as a company, you know, uh, launched exactly, almost exactly a year ago. We just hit our one-year birthday uh, last week. So excited to have been out in force as a joint venture for a year now. Uh, it allowed us to pressure test our business model. Um, and, and really what we learned was that, you know, what we're doing at Scale Ready and our partner companies that are, you know, developing and, and manufacturing the tools that we sell and provide to customers it really does work even amidst a, a pandemic and global supply chain issues. So again, we rely as a company scale ready. We teach people how to use these tools, incorporate them into a better manufacturing process. The partner organizations, the three partners I mentioned are world-class 
global companies that are supplying, you know, have been supplying products into this space for, for, you know, 10 or more years. And so, you know, we have that backing, they're committed to delivering, they see this selling gene space as, uh, as a huge growth driver. And so one point that I would actually use to illustrate their commitment uh, would be the, the G-Rex cell culture uh, platform, the, the static bioreactor platform that was developed at Wilson Wolf. Um, it's the cornerstone of our scale-ready platform. I mentioned, you know, our goal is simplify the cell culture piece, which is the, the, the longest duration part of the process. And we can actually simplify the overall process, drive costs down. Well, business continued to boom and pick up uh, over the, the last several years. We have tremendous growth and we actually never went on back order throughout the pandemic. Wow. And, and, you know, this is in stark contrast to a lot of the other tool and technology providers, which, you know, of course had issues. And, and, mm-hmm. and I think it's a testament to when you can simplify and keep things simple. Uh, and certainly we had our own supply chain scrambles around here, but, you know, we were able to get through when you keep things simple and we can deliver uh, it's, it's an, it's an achievement we're proud of because it honestly can mean the difference between success and failure of these early stage biotech companies, Right, a really razor thin margin of, you know, they raised enough money to get, through a clinical trial. And if they had a disruption in the ability to manufacture their product, that could be, you know, the, the end for that company. Yeah. Kudos to you and the whole team on that. There were not a lot of firms in the last year or so that were able to say they didn't go on back order and knock on wood that keeps up. I'm curious, you started, you mentioned the three partners and you just talked a little bit about them. Why the three firms? Why did these three companies have to come together to get this this total solution? Yeah, great question. Uh, so I'd I'd probably start with you know again kind of telling you a bit about the companies, maybe a little mm-hmm. more about each of them, and then I'll get into kind of the why and the how. But again, you know, starting backwards here, we got Wilson Wolf. It's located in St. Paul, Minnesota. As I mentioned, the Scale Ready offices are 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 housed within the the, the broader Wilson Wolf manufacturing uh, building. And again, that company creates the cell culture devices, uh, most well known for the G-Rex bioreactors, which is a central piece of the platform. Uh, Biotechni, who I'm sure all the listeners know uh, here on the Medical Alley podcast, is, is also based in the Twin Cities with multiple locations. They have expertise in developing and, and manufacturing GMP and, and research grade reagents, cytokines, proteins, um, and, and they've had a really keen focus on, on assembling and acquiring new technologies directed towards the cell and gene market. Really, really exciting novel tools for gene editing and, and cell activation. Uh, and the final uh, partner here, again, for Senius Kabi. So this is a global healthcare company. Um, they specialize in life-saving medicines and, and technologies really for infusion uh, transfusion and, and clinical nutrition. So it's a big name. It's a big German company. They have North American headquarters based out of Chicago, and they took their core technology and developed new tools that are specific to processing blood and isolating T cells out of a patient's blood to then basically act for the front end of this manufacturing process. Um, excitingly, since we've launched Scale Ready, we actually launched a second instrument from this group that's really focused on the back end, uh, uh, fill finish and cryo 
preservation preparation is a big key to managing the logistics of, of this complex industry. And so they've been able to do that as well. And so you can kind of see, as I described this, it's, you know, it's, it's ultimately telling you the why right. come together. And, and it's, it's because it provides really the best of all worlds, which is scale ready is, you know, has the agility of a startup because that's mm-hmm. the mentality, but we're paired with the momentum and financial backing and a tested and secure supply chain from the partner companies that give us the wherewithal to go out and, you know, be in at the big pharma groups that are, you know, seeing cell and gene therapy as the fourth pillar going to be taking over frontline treatments eventually for, for cancer therapies. So we've been able to move quickly, scale ready as a whole, again, being a little more nimble, we can Mm -hmm. bring kind of fresh eyes to the manufacturing process, uh, inform our partner organizations that make up the core technology, say, hey, we see this really cool, new, innovative way to, to do this or modify a cell. We can actually vet that as a group um, and, and bring in new products by way of partnerships, acquisitions, distribution deals. So we're constantly evaluating saying, how can we make the manufacturing process more simplified, more streamlined, and more future-proofed for, for growth of the industry? Oh, it's fascinating. Uh, and, it, and it makes sense, right? The, the combination of the three companies covering the different facets of cell manufacturing and having the resources to optimize, to improve, to get the new technologies out there. You know, something I find interesting, because frankly, it's my job to look at these things, but that two of the three partners are right here in Medical Alley. And we're in a community that historically is not thought of as a, a biotechnology community. But there's the work of scale ready of the partner firms i think of be the match national marrow donor program mayo and regenerative medicine the university of minnesota's hematology program like there are these different assets that are right in this community i i'm curious what do you think are the capabilities or the unique assets we have as a community in biotech and where is our opportunity or where's the work we need to do to really capitalize and remain alert become a leader in this field. Yeah, I again I'll I'll speak from personal experience. I'm I'm a I'm a Minnesotan born and raised still here. Uh, so very proud of Medical Alley and and all the achievements that that have happened and will continue to happen. From a scale ready perspective, again, Biotechni and Wilson Wolf really found themselves on this parallel and synergistic path, right? Innovative cell culture device technology and a company that's been fully dedicated for decades on advancing research and developing new reagents and best in class, you know, uh, components to Mm -hmm. cell culture. So basically everything that would go into this device. So it's a really kind of a a perfect match, uh, you know, right here uh, in the Twin Cities. Uh, And and once that was identified and and the proximity and the mutual objectives were were clear that it was really on the same path. Uh, we we said, hey, can we form a company around this? Can we, you know, could we do more as a whole than than the sum of its parts? And I think throughout the first year, it's been a resounding yes and a big success. When I think about the reasons for the growing biotech community here, I would say, you know, the community itself is relatively small in a good way. So the companies are super supportive of each other. 
I think Medical Alley does a fantastic job keeping people updated pre-pandemic, you know, constantly having gatherings and, and getting people together uh, during the pandemic, providing a lot of that information virtually for people to digest on their own, like this podcast, as an example, mm-hmm. just understanding that there's so much happening uh, and, and getting it out there is key. And it really gives a sense of support. And I think it naturally encourages innovation when you know everyone's kind of cheering each other on, even if it's in a competitive manner. Right. You touched on it, but the vibrant research base at the University of Minnesota is, is key kind of to everything. And I would note that there's several programs uh, over the years that have produced really unique intellectual property specific to cell and gene therapy. Uh, and, and recently, you know, including different ways to non, non-virally genetic modify cells. And we actually have access to one of those technologies that was a recent University of Minnesota spin out that was acquired by Biotechni and it's part of our scale ready portfolio now. So it, it all happens quickly and it's exciting right. to see how, how an idea, you know, at the university can, can manifest itself into a company and, and be front stage, you know, globally in, in short order. So it's exciting. Yeah. Well said. And I appreciate you mentioning the spin out and the acquisition that the there are local ventures being formed that are finding local acquisitions, which is, I think, a precondition to having that vibrant ecosystem that you know feeds on itself in a positive way. And then I think of things even like our friends up in Fargo with Aldevron getting acquired for $10 billion, you know, 20% of North Dakota's GDP right there. Um, Kendeva on the drug delivery side in their recent headquarters built as they spun out of 3M. The work you all are doing, Biotechni's new facility in St. Paul, there are these investments happening. Um, and I'm confident, we're confident that biotech is a part of the medical alley community and will be a major driver of the growth. And I think a big reason is the work you guys are doing. It's not just the R&D, but it's making sure we can actually make the products for the patients who need it. And so, Josh, I want to say thank you for sharing the background, helping us understand a bit more of what you guys are doing and why it's so important. Um, And just thank you for spending your time with us today and joining us on the Medical Alley podcast. Yeah, greatly appreciated, Frank. And uh, let's, let's, let's do this again. Indeed. Yeah, we should do this a couple of times because we barely scratch the surface of how important or how big of an issue this is. And, and if you wouldn't mind, let me touch on one more thing. Please. We're kind of wrapping up about, you know, Minnesota and the vibrant community and, and all the, the happenings around here. Uh, one of the things that we're constantly excited about is, is the high concentration of, you know, world-renowned medical device design, development, manufacturer. Mm. Uh, again, we said you know, pairs well with the biomedical research. And this, this intersection is what drives this promise, I think, of a biotech boom here. And ultimately, with all of these investments from these companies, there's a massive amount of opportunity for folks, not just here locally today, but, you know, it's an attractive destination now for talent to come to the Twin Cities. And, you know, personally, I'm in, a, in an ever hiring mode at Scale Ready. It's been a very productive. And, and, you know, we met, we, we greatly exceeded all of our goals we set for 2021 and we have, you know, exciting opportunities, new roles. Um, and, and really we're just focused on adding the right people that can help us, you know, push the field of cell and gene therapy forward. 
So I right would, would make a final call out that, uh, you know, anybody interested, you know, we'd love to connect with you all and, and, and learn about, you know, what you might bring to the table. And, and we, you know, through, through medical alley and the work you, you do, Frank, and constantly connecting talented people with the right positions, uh, you know, kudos to you. And, and it's been a, a, a big help to scale ready. Oh, it's a pleasure. And for everyone out there listening, yeah, please do share this. Let your colleagues know. If you know people that are interested in or working in the biotech industry, whether they're in Medical Alley or around the world, point them to the Scale Ready website, point them to the Medical Alley website. Let's get the best and brightest right here. Josh, thank you so much. This was a pleasure. And folks, this is a great podcast. Thank you so much for spending your time here. If you're not already subscribed, make sure to check out medicalalleypodcast.org or you can find it on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Have a great day, folks.